Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus back in on the consumer space as we will reflect on the Q2 reporting season, discuss back-to-school trends, positioning within the space, and more. Joining me here on the line for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Rob Samuels, Consumer Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Rob, good morning to you. Welcome back and looking forward to our conversation today. Thanks, Dan. Good morning. So, Rob, over the past few weeks, we have seen Q2 results reported from a string of major retailers, consumer names. So I'm curious, Rob, to hear about how the results measured up to your expectations heading into the reporting. And have you been hearing anything notable from management teams? Yeah, sure, Dan. So I would say for the most part, Q2 uh, has been quite good. Obviously, expectations were rather elevated as we came into the quarter uh, with the economy continuing to reopen, uh, consumers feeling more and more comfortable uh, getting out. Although with the new with the Delta variant, we did hear some uncertainty with regards to management teams in terms of how they're viewing the back half of the year. But the actual results for the quarter, um, you know, for the most part, beat expectations, uh, which came in which came in quite high. Uh, I would say that we continue to see the consumer wallet uh, shift back to. Uh, those those areas where uh, where travel related uh, outside of the home related you are seeing a little bit of slowing in some some categories that saw the real strength last year although they do continue uh, to remain strong but definitely continue to, to we are seeing some slowing there I'd say you know some in terms of the big topics of conversation on the conference calls uh, we continue just to hear about the cost environment which uh, continues to be rather challenging freight inflation is something that several management teams spoke about and it's something that will likely continue to um, get worse as we head into the back half of the year but we should begin to see improvements uh, early next year uh, although at the same time we did hear from several management teams to wrap up price increases that are beginning that are starting to come uh, for uh, you know some in the, in the back half of this year but more uh, as we head into the early stages of next year so you know some of that should help to offset uh, you know some of the cost inflation that we are seeing I think that those Companies or brands that have real strong brand equity are likely the ones to be, uh, you know, be able to offset it the most. But, you know, again, all in, I would say that um, uh, results for the second quarter were good. A little bit of some cautiousness around the new Delta variant and, and how that may impact things. Um, but I'd say, you know, with the consumer uh, continuing to be quite strong, I'd say, uh, you know, there is a lot of optimism around the back half of the year, especially as we get into holiday. Okay, well, Rob, thank you for sharing with us those reflections and takeaways from the Q2 reporting season. So I do want to pivot a bit, talk about how the back to school season has been in progress. Many students have already returned to classrooms, depending on where you are in the country or will soon be doing so. Any takeaways or trends you can share? with us considering that in-person learning has largely returned across the country? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Back to school was definitely a topic of conversation and back to school has actually started off very strong. Uh, We heard from several retailers that spoke about how trends in August have accelerated and they are expecting quite strong back to school season. We are seeing some strength uh, in a lot of the back to school categories. So that would include apparel uh, would be the big one. Uh, You know, we even are seeing continued strength in electronics. Uh, even though you know kids are going back to school, I think that you know, perhaps there's some things that weren't purchased 
over the last year, year and a half or so, uh, people working from home. So those home offices are still getting, uh, are being purchased for. So back to school has been, uh, you know, very positive. We are in the late, later stages of it, uh, now. Obviously here in the Northeast, kids will start going back after Labor Day. Uh, but I think there's real strength across those back to school categories, especially as it comes, as it relates to, uh, apparel. Uh, footwear, uh, and even sports. Okay, well, some encouraging takeaways there considering where we were around this time last year. So thank you for that, Rob. Now, I know the Chief Investment Office currently maintains a moderately preferred view on the broader consumer discretionary sector, though if you dig deeper within, uh, there is a most preferred view on durables, apparel, and a neutral view on retailers. So can you unpack that thinking for us, Rob? Sure. You know, we want to own, uh, I'd rather be an owner of the brands uh, themselves as opposed to the retailers. Uh, you know, look, I mean, right now, the, some of those retailers are having their moment in the sun as people return to the stores uh, from being, you know, from being away for the past year, uh, year and a half or so. So they are having their moment as we speak. But, you know, as things continue to normalize, we do think that, um, you know, the structural issues that we've seen in retail, especially on the, with across the department store space, uh, you know, we don't think those are going to go away. You know, we think that, you know, we are going to continue to see the acceleration to online, uh, e- you know, e- e-commerce. Uh, and we'd rather own the brands that, um, you know, control their own destiny, control their own, uh, e- control their own distribution channels. Uh, you know, those that, um, you know, have exposure to numerous different categories as well as ge- geographies. So owning the brands. Uh, is something that we would rather do when it comes to uh, the consumer discretionary space. And within, you know, within retailing, we would be, uh, you know, more more choosy in terms of what names we want to own. Because again, at the end of the day, we do think that as things return return to normal, uh, the consumer you know, will continue to shop you know, more online uh, than in the stores. Rob, any final thoughts, takeaways, anything in the way of positioning you'd like to reinforce before we close out? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to how we are positioned, we continue to really like the off-price space, uh, we thought we think that there's still some share there to be taken uh, as uh, you know as, as those uh, as, as the, the department stores and the other retail retail space continues to give up share as things get back to normal. So the off-pricers is, is a group we like. Uh, we still like um, you know still still favorable on the home improvement side, even though we've seen some big gains there. We think there's continued tailwinds when it comes to to housing. Uh, we like the uh, you know the athletic side. Uh, again, as kids return to school and have to make those types of purchases and, and playing team sports once again, that's another area that we would uh, highlight as well. And then again, just those global brands. I think those are names that uh, you can you can own uh, longer term, and and really those companies that control their own destiny have pricing power. I think that's important right now. Well, Rob, very productive conversation this morning. Thank you for joining us to share your current thinking on the consumer space, providing some reflections on the Q2 reporting season, back to school season, some encouraging takeaways there, and speaking to your current allocation recommendations within the group. So thank you again for joining us, Rob, and we'll look forward to catching back up again with you soon. Thanks, Dan. 
Thank you, Rob. And again, today we've been joined by Rob Samuels, Consumer Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and their listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Move podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.